So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast where we teach you how to grow your photography business if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com now here's your host ben hartley Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. I am your host, Ben Hartley. Thank you for listening. Podcast listeners, I just want you to know I really do appreciate each and every single one of you. Look, we have this podcast. It's here in order to help you guys. It's here to help you grow your business. And um, on that note, too, look, I love this podcast. I love it so much. I love the the um, the guests that we get to bring in to provide value for you guys. But actually, I've got one other thing that I want to encourage you guys uh, to come and say hi to me about and to kind of open a dialogue, a little bit of a back and forth. Like, look, you could obviously email me, uh, but I also want you to, to hop over on Instagram. You guys follow me at jbenhartley on Instagram and shoot me a DM. If there's a guest that you would love to see on this podcast, I would love to do my best to get him on here for you. Uh, hop over again to Instagram, jbenhartley. Uh, DM me a guest that you would love to see. I want to know how I can serve you guys better, how I can help you guys grow your business uh, even more uh, in 2018. You guys, today's guest is really exciting because we're just kind of talking shop today. We've got Kevin. Kevin Pengeli, all the way from the UK. If you're a wedding photographer, I think you're going to find this episode a particular treat because, again, we're, we, we really just kind of open up a candid conversation from one wedding photographer to another. I think there's a ton of value here to gain. And so, you guys, let's jump in and chat with Kevin. Kevin Pengeli, welcome to the SFP podcast, all the way from the UK. Where are you at over there, mate? I'm in uh, Sudbury and Suffolk, uh, a real Tudor-based uh, town. We've got historic buildings and some great wedding venues, so about 60 miles away from London. So we're on the commuter belts. Fantastic. Now, do you ever make your way over to the States very often? No, I've, I've had a, a few offers. I actually uh, was invited over to the WPPI next year, but would you believe we've got weddings to photograph, so I can't attend. Uh, but, yeah. but you got a wedding in March? Well, yeah. look, it's, hey, it's all right. It's money, it, money Exactly. <laughs> You've got to go where the money is. I totally understand that. So, uh, Kevin, let's kind of start from the beginning. So, you're in the UK. This has been fun, by the way. I've, this is uh, I had the chance to um, talk with um, uh, Scott Scott uh, Scott Johnson. Johnson, thank you, thank you. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, Scott Johnson, amazing guy. I, um, I know he's he's a good he's a friend of mine. Uh, we socialise quite a lot, and uh, I actually mentored uh, Scott for a little while, but he's gone on to great things. Great photographer, great person. 
I love it. I love the flow here. So let's let's dive into this. Let's start from the beginning, Kevin. Like maybe we'll hit some big bullet points. Uh, maybe let me ask you this question. How long have you been a photographer? Uh, since, well, I actually first picked up my ca- uh, camera at the age of three. Uh, Yashica Matt Twin Reflex, which was my father's. But uh, basically uh, proper photography from the age of 16. Fantastic. And so, uh, do you find yourself, are you weddings, seniors, portraits, are you, uh, everything commercial? Where do you fall? Well, basically, the primary uh, function of our business is weddings, but I do a lot of football photography as well because our son's a footballer. So, I basically promote a local team that he plays for. So, I keep my hand into football, but I do occasionally go up to the motor racing circuits to cover motorsport as well, Ben. Nice. I love it. So, right now, I consider myself a wedding photographer, but I'm excited because I've got a daughter, she's three, and I know. Kevin, whatever she gets into, I'm suddenly beca- like I'm suddenly going to become a gymnastics photographer. I just <laughs> yeah, know it's exactly. Gonna <laughs> I'm going to be touring all over the world, photographing gymnastics. Yeah. Uh, that's it, it's it's kind that's of cool. Fun the way that life takes us. I love it. Okay, so Kevin, start from the beginning. Um, you know, well, maybe not three, but let's jump into <laughs> when you when you first kind of put your stake on the ground and said to the world, "I'm going to make a business out of this." Right. What was that process like? Well, the the process started is um, obviously uh, I had a, a football career, but that was curtailed through a, a serious pelvic injury. So I thought, what am so, I going to? Hold on, hold on. You said let's let's pause there because you said obviously. It started out with me having a football career, but I didn't know that. So explain this. You you were a football Yeah, player? I played for Norwich City at the age of 18, but uh, it, it didn't last long because I literally ripped my pelvis apart. And it was either um, carry on walking or end up in a wheelchair if you carried on playing. So there wasn't really a choice. So because my father was a photographer in the 50s, I thought, oh, why not try and uh, go into a career with uh, photography? So I had a great passion for motorsports. And so I used to... Uh, go to uh, Sonetterton, which is uh, literally about an hour away from us, Brands Hatch, famous race circuit. And uh, by chance, I actually phoned up Motoring News and said, hey guys, you know, do you need a photographer? And would you believe being in the right place at the right time, Ben, uh, they had a star photographer leave, so they, they took me on. So 15 years as a motor photographer, and this is where it gets really interesting. I was asked to photograph a friend's wedding, but the big difference, it was a double wedding. So two brides, two grooms. Wait, what? <laughs> a double a wedding. Double wedding. <laughs> yeah, what does that, that even f- mean? Yeah, so literally two friends of mine um, said, look, Kev, we want you to photograph our wedding. I said, look, guys, I don't photograph weddings. I'm a motorsports photographer. They said, no, we love your pictures. I don't know what the relationship is between motorsport and weddings, but they, they seem to like what I was doing. So, yeah, double double brides, double grooms, and uh, I had a fantastic time. Loved the, the work so much. Uh, they loved their pictures, so I thought I'd take it up professionally. That's fantastic. I still need to pause there. I, there's, I have so many questions, Kevin. <laughs> double, double wedding. So, do you mean that the brides? Like they stood up there together, side by side, and the groom yes. stood there side by side. Yeah, yeah, exactly the same time. It was uh, the first one that I've ever known, and it's never ever been repeated in wow. all the years I've been a photographer. <laughs> So no pressure there. Not just a normal sort of single bride, (laughs) single groom. It was literally two brides, two grooms at the same time. My dear, I hope that never takes off. That I wouldn't know. No, no. <laughs> photograph, I would like. I would feel like I'd be biased towards one of the brides. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh my goodness. 
<laughs> Incredible. Okay, so um, th- this is great, I, and I relate, by the way, too. Like, I think, um, and I think so many photographers relate to this, where we're photographing something else, maybe it's something that we love or something that we just kind of fell into, and then, as fate would have it, we have that friend who just they, they like they like us, they like our work, yeah, maybe yeah. they don't have a budget, and they're just like, hey, would you do this for me? That was um, uh, John and Julie. Uh, I, I had been in ministry with them for a couple of years, and they asked me. Would would you photograph my wedding? And I was like, Wait, yeah, yeah. I'm an oil painter. Like, I at least you were on a camera, Kevin. I was just like making things look good with uh, with oil paint on canvas. And luck would have it, I, I photographed the thing, and here we are. So let's talk about the the next step, though. So yeah. you photographed this double wedding. That's correct. And you decide, whoa. These actually, these aren't half bad. Yeah. That was kind of exciting. Yeah, well, well I mean, what did you do next? Well, basically, what I did, you know, I set up uh, Pengeli Photography in uh, 1998, and I bought myself two Bronica SQBs, 45 Mets, uh, 45 CL Mets flash guns, uh, 120 film backs, and the first season I photographed six weddings. Um, really enjoyed them. The people seemed to like what I was doing. The following year, I got 26 weddings, and then then it just progressed on from there to 36 weddings. But I used to, basically it was, I'm going to say simple, but it was because I just used to go out with uh, three rolls of uh, 120 film, 36 exposure, wedding taken, job done. But then uh, the digital age came into to production and then I bought my first digital camera, which was a Nikon D100 actually, Ben. So... So you had three rolls of 36, 36 exposure. Is that correct? Yeah, that, that's it. That's it. So 108 frames. Yep. For a, this, is, this is like mind-blowing. <laughs> I know. Like, oh I know. But it, so, okay. that's, that's all we used to do then, though. I mean, it, it used to be arrive at the church half an hour before the ceremony, Take, take a couple of pictures of the groom and his mum and dad, photograph a few pictures in the ceremony, come out, do about six or seven group shots, go back to the reception, mock cut and the cake, job done, Ben. How times have changed. Yeah. <laughs> so let's actually contrast. What are you doing now? Like, let's say you had to go shoot a wedding this weekend. You're, you know, what are you actually going to be delivering to that client? What are your hours right? Like it's now? somewhat different. I, I must say, uh, we're mostly say, say it's a, a three o'clock wedding. We will arrive about twelve o'clock at the bride's house. We do all the bridal preps, uh, the hair, the makeup, the dress, the shoes, standard sort of pictures. Then we go and see the groom, get a few groom preps. Uh, if he's getting ready at the venue, we can stay at the venue, then get arrivals, the ceremony, and it's just a whole day's event, right up to the first dance and the f- uh, first uh, few dances in the evening, and we mostly take, on average, between five to a thousand images. So how times have changed from when I first started in wedding photography to now, it's literally covering every aspect of the day. But because I was film-based, Every frame matters. I don't just take pictures for the sake of taking them, Ben. There is a picture to be had. Yeah, I totally understand that. So this is kind of fun. You you have a couple of things going for you that I feel like um, I don't have the opportunity to talk to as many photographers uh, that have both of these qualities. And so let me kind of highlight this, and I have a question to follow up. Yeah. So not only did you experience – I'm going to say pretty rapid growth at the beginning. You kind of put your stake in the ground and you you found some early success. Yeah. So, so rapid growth, 
to go from six weddings first year to 26 the next. Um, but but you also have longevity. Yeah. You've been at this for, for a little while, and there's a sustainability with yeah. that. And so – uh, maybe those are, uh, there's going to be a few questions that'll come from this, but what, what would you say are, are a couple of the, um, things that you did, the mindsets that you had, the actions that you took that, um, well, let's talk about the early growth that allowed for you to grow, uh, at the rate that you did. And then we're going to talk about sustainability. Yeah. So let's talk about growth though. What allowed you to grow at that It's rate? basically photographing the, the wedding as the clients wanted. So I mean, uh, no disrespect to however um, other photographers photograph, but they seem to sometimes photograph because they want to do certain shots. Basically what we used to do is have meetings with our bride and groom and say, hey guys, look, this is your wedding. You know, how do you want us to photograph it? So that's how we seem to have had the, the growth we did because they were happy with the shots that we uh, took. So then, obviously, they recommended us to their friends. And, of course, it just progressed on from there. Word of mouth is a wonderful thing. You just can't buy that. But, obviously, you you have to be good at what you do. And you're only as good as your last wedding. So if your last wedding is good and those couples... uh, basically uh, recommend you, then you're just going to sustain the growth, uh, Ben, on that particular front. Yeah, fantastic. So this is an interesting mindset because I think that it's different than the way that I feel a lot of photographers um, currently think, but also maybe even some educators kind of teach. And so I want to kind of hold in on this for a second, yeah, because I I relate to a lot of these conversations that you're having. So you're talking less about um, putting your stake in the ground of the way that you shoot and how you're going to shoot and what you're going to photograph and, and what you're going to do. And you're just going to, uh, I feel like what I'm trying to say is most, most photographers do that approach. Yeah. This is what I do. This is how I do it. You like it or you don't, if you like it, hire me, if you don't go yeah, somewhere yeah. else. And instead you said, I want to understand what you care about. I want to understand what you value. Yeah. I want to understand the things that you want the day to be about and had how to photograph it. And I'm going to come alongside you and serve you in that way. Is that correct? Yeah, that, that is very correct. I mean, I made the biggest mistake I ever made uh, in the early days is when um, couples used to come and see us, it used to be all be about me, all the awards I've won. I've got double fellowships, blah, de, blah, de, blah. And one girl literally stopped me and said, Kevin, is this about you or is this about us? And that taught me a big lesson in photography photography yes obviously you've got to do what you want to do and enjoy what you want to do but the primary thing is making sure your clients are happy with what you're taking and it sounds like too maybe this has to do with some of your values because how let me ask you this uh, i i know the answer for myself and i'm curious how you would how you would solve this problem because i think that maybe a lot of photographers who be listening may be considering that like well I want to enjoy my work. I want to make yeah. work that, that I'm doing or, or even like that sounds like I wouldn't enjoy the, the experience. I wouldn't enjoy the wedding itself. Um, how do you, uh, how do you solve that problem? How do you enjoy the wedding when you're producing work that maybe other people are interested in? more than you are yeah that's a really good question I just love what I do I mean I love seeing the emotion in a wedding I love seeing happy brides and grooms and when they see their pictures you know you're literally cre- uh, creating a lot of emotion they relive their day they cry you know the first time that ever happened to me when people saw their pictures uh, the bride started crying and I thought oh my words you know what's going on here but it was because she was reliving her day and that I think that's our job as photographers is to capture those moments in time yes I'd 
not all the time. I, I like some of the shots that we create, but our clients are the ones that pay our bills. So I'm really interested in what they want from their photography, but I still have a great time. I love meeting new people, love going to new venues and just having a fantastic time. I totally agree. And I think there's there a couple of things that, that I'd like to kind of add to this that I, I, I believe that you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it has to do as well with where your values at and, and yeah. what's most important to you. Because for me, people are always more important. They're more important than yeah. photography. They're more important yeah. than my artistic, uh, you know, whatever it is, wants and and selfishness. Like to me, the thing that makes this job so great is exactly what you've talked about. Like I get to, I get to, um, give joy and life yeah. to other humans. Like I, and I think that is where I find so much fulfillment at. Okay. So there's that side of the thing. And maybe that's a little idealistic for some of the listeners. Maybe they're like, yeah, yeah that's yeah. great for you, man. Yeah. You, you keep loving people. I'm going to keep taking dope pictures. And I understand that. But I think the other side then to that point is, um, it's, it's problem solving. Yeah. Like I think as photographers, this is what we do. We solve yeah, problems. Exactly. If you want to solve problems, stop solving the same problems every single wedding and open up the door to solve unique problems that unique people have because you're listening and you're paying attention and you're understanding their wants. Like for me, it keeps me on my toes. Yeah, because- exactly. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, weather conditions are the biggest problems that we have and making sure you still capture the day as how they envisage their day to be. I mean, the last two weddings we photographed, I mean, the weather was absolutely horrendous, but it's being professional. Hey, guys, we're still having a great time. You've married one another. You know, if you come across as a really happy-go-lucky person, it feeds off of other people. If you go in with the mindset, oh, I'm really bored with this job, then it is going to feed off to other people. If you're going in happy, chirpy, having a laugh with people, gelling with people. But at the most important thing, so Ben, is being professional and capturing those great memories. I think that that is the difference between a lot of photographers is some go in with the mindset, oh, it's just another job. No, it's not. It's, you know, you've got to create great memories, which people are going to treasure for the rest of their lives. And this probably has to do with uh, with the longevity that you've experienced. Uh, you know, this attitude and this mindset. Each job is unique. Each couple is unique. Maybe I photographed something similar in the past, but not for this couple. Yeah. It's unique for them. It's their special day. So what have some of the challenges been through this endurance that you've experienced over the years? Because look, it's it, it, I, it can't all be great. It can't <laughs> all be rainbows at sunshine. There's pain along the way. Yeah. So what have been some of the problems that you've had to weather uh, in your business? Uh, it's people's attitudes, I think, is the biggest problem we've had. People who don't really want you uh, want to do what you are trying to get them to do, like posing, going to different locations. They want to be with their guests. Um, venue sometimes with time constraints, but you've got to work professionally and efficiency, uh, efficiently to basically get those shots. It's understanding what problems you're going to encounter, like the weather, what is plan A, but also what is plan B and C. It's having those uh, backups in place. So if something does go wrong, there is a problem, you can go straight into your contingency plan to still make it a great day, Ben. Yeah. So I th- I feel like for me, uh, I've been at it for about seven years. Um, I'm not quite as weathered as you and, and I'm looking forward to the future years to come. As I look back on my career, there's like, there's certain yep. events 
that that kind of shaped our business. Maybe they yeah. shaped our shooting style. Maybe they shaped our values. Or they were almost like eye-opening weddings. Like I remember there was one wedding that I photographed. And when I came back from that wedding and I looked at the images, it was like the wedding I realized things had changed. And like this was going to be this was going to be something big. Can you think back on your career in terms of events like that? Maybe a wedding that was like, it was the, it was the breaking point for you where, where you realized uh, moving forward, uh, things uh, are going to oh, be a little cool. bit different. That, that's a really good question and a hard question to, to answer because um, during our career, we've had so many weddings where you come back and you think, wow, that's really good. I want to do more weddings like this. I mean, I will be totally honest with you, Ben. Um, there isn't one particular wedding. There's been a series of weddings where you really are buzzing. And so I, th- I think... Uh, some of the weddings in 2011 uh, was an eye-opener for me because this is when I first went for my qualifications, my associate and fellowships, and it opened my eyes up into trying to be a little bit more creative and trying to get a distinct style within my photography. And, you know, I had great mentors that helped me along that way and created a certain style. I mean, I am classically trained, but there's a modern twist with that. And the clients just seemed to, to love what I was doing. They were having fun with it. I was having fun with it. So I would say about 15 weddings, literally 15 weddings in 2011, basically helped me with my career to be more forward thinking and trying to be a little bit more creative instead of being stereotyped and doing the same shots all the time. Hopefully that answers that question, Ben. It does. And I think it begins to bring up an interesting thought because, you know, earlier we, we were talking about photographing for the client and, and putting their needs and wants first. And and um, and yet now we're talking about having this unique style and photographing in a way um, that's a little bit more artistic and creative. And I just wanted to kind of pull attention to this fact that um, they are not mutually exclusive. You can, yes, serve your client, photograph their needs and wants, and yet do so with your own unique style and with your own twist and with a little yeah. bit of your vision to it. Um, would yeah, you totally. But see, what I had done as well with those particular weddings, because I was going for a qualification, I said, to, basically, I, I chose these 15 weddings that I wanted to put into my uh, associate panel and said, hey, guys, look, I photograph your wedding how you want it to do, but would you give me five minutes of your time where I can do a little bit more creative imagery? And they all agreed. They literally had those pictures in their albums as well but also as a thank you because it helped my career and get me on the map uh, the way I've been successful within the business is I got my associate and then my fellowships through these clients allowing me to be just a little bit more creative within the images I was taking. Yeah, I think this is actually a really great practice to do. I want to encourage other photo- photographers to do this. I, As you bring this up, I, I discovered just thinking back on the way that I shoot, Kevin, that I do something very similarly almost every shoot where like we'll be photographing, we'll be doing the thing, let's say it's an engagement shoot um, and we'll be going about, you know, taking great pictures, maybe 45 minutes in, yeah. 30 minutes in, maybe I'll I'll see something. That I know, like this is risky. Yeah, this might not work. <laughs> yeah, the, the pictures may be complete yeah. rubbish. They may not even see them, and I'll literally draw attention to that fact. Yeah. I'll I'll say to the couple, I'm like, hey, can I try something maybe for the next five ten minutes? That's that. Yeah. Like, we're in experiment mode here. Maybe this won't work out, but maybe it will. And uh, can we can we yeah. do that? Are you guys trust me enough to to try this out? And um and it just it it frees you up and it takes all the weight off your shoulders yeah. if they agree for that. Uh, 
That, that, that's it, but it's, it's just getting the trust with yes. the clients, or the say clients, the bride and grooms, and you say like your enthusiasm, Ben. That that's uh, evident with the way you're coming across, and that's what I try to say to my bride and grooms. You know, let's let's just try this. If you know, it's only going to take a few more minutes. You know, and uh, we, we'll see how it goes. If it doesn't uh, uh, happen, then it doesn't happen. We haven't lost anything. But we've got to try new things. This will be great. Your friends haven't got this picture in their album, so let's try that. So it's just trying to get them enthusiastic because obviously a lot of bride and grooms, they, they want to get married, but then they want to go and socialise. So you've got to make it fun. I'll give you an example. There was a one wedding uh, where we photographed a lovely venue called Laomani Towers. It's a Tudor, basically uh, Henry VIII-styled building. And... Um, we're photographing the bride and groom. We really was having a fantastic time there. They were a fantastic couple to photograph. And we said, okay then, guys, we've got all the shots we wanted. Um, I think it's about time uh, to go back to your guests. And they said, oh, do we have to? We're having such a good time. <laughs> Can we do another <laughs> half an hour? So I said, well, yeah, by all means. I said, I'm having a fantastic time. If you're having a fantastic time, let's go for it. So we did. So <laughs> when we went back, all the guests were going where have you been? They said, oh, we was having such a good time uh, getting these great images that we just wanted to stay. But they were happy. We was happy. And that was just a fantastic wedding. I wished all weddings were like that. But obviously, you've got to be realistic. Not every wedding is going to go like that, Ben. Yeah. And there's something fun, too. Like, I love the story that you're talking about it because it's a it's at that point when you invite someone into kind of, hey, can we, yeah. can we test? Can we experiment? Can we play for a little bit? Like, um, if you bring them in, uh, along that journey with you where they become yeah. a part of the experiment and the creation process. And like for, for the client then, um, yeah. it, it can be really fun to actually join that, that, that experiment and join that process. You know what I mean? And when you come back in to see the photographs, like remember that time when we tried that thing that we were like, ah, we're not quite sure. Yeah. This, is gonna work. Yeah. Well, this is what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But you just hit now on the head when you say fun. It's got to be fun, Ben. I mean, if they're not having fun and they're just going through the motions and it's becoming tedious, it's becoming boring, you, you know, you've got to have fun. You've got to make it exciting and just make sure you can. The, the one thing I must say to all the people who are listening uh, to this is don't try something so new where you could make a big mistake. You know, it's got to be tried and trusted, but just do little uh, sort of a variance of a different style, but don't take too many chances. You've got to make sure that it is going to be right and you're not basically messing up someone's big day pictures. Yeah, exactly. And, and engagement sessions are the best place to kind of experience yeah, like yeah. this kind of stuff for sure. Um, exactly. So let's kind of transition here for a little bit because I know you're, you're involved with Loxley. I know you're involved with Fundy. Um, yeah. At what point did you start to actually incorporate print into your business? Uh, well, from from day one. I mean, ever since I've been in photography, really? what we always drink. I guess yeah, from film makes sense. Yeah, yeah, from film. Even now, I mean, we we don't really like uh, giving USB sticks because yeah, I'm very conscious that we're we're becoming a a faceless uh, society because the 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 power of print seems to have gone. And what we always say, I, I do a, basically. I wrote a blog a little while ago, Ben, and so there was a picture of a nice sixteen by twelve. 
12 on a 20 by 16 frame and basically I stuck a USB stick by Bluetag beside it. What would you rather have? A USB stuck on your wall or a beautiful picture? And that got a lot of uh, views on that particular article because what we always say to, to couples, you know, look at these beautiful prints, you know, what would you rather have? And we just had literally had, before we've uh, had this meeting, uh, Ben, we had a bride and groom come in their album. They said, oh, I'm so glad we got an album. My sister booked a photographer. I mean, it's their choice. Uh, you know, if other photographers are offering you USB sticks, that's absolutely fine. But I believe we should still be providing prints, a tangible thing that people can cherish and hand down. Because the way I see technology, possibly in five, ten years' time, will there be such a thing as a USB stick? But prints will last you a lifetime and can be handed down through generations call me old school ben <laughs> yeah i think the you know there's a lot of argument about the cloud uh and the yeah. redundancy you know like i, I think a mm. lot of people um maybe uh photographers even do themselves a, a disservice by trying to argue that print is important because um of longevity that like you can't trust yeah. the usb you can't trust a cd you can't trust the cloud yeah. i think the cloud is probably uh, with redundancy, pretty consistent. But yeah. for me, the argument is not about that. It's not about um, longevity and uh, you know and backing up and having these pictures forever. It's about actually seeing them. Because look, yeah. you can have your yeah. pictures on the cloud, backed up, redundant, raid like all over the world. It's fine. Yeah. That, but but I'm talking about seeing your images every single day. Like yeah, you it, it, on, on your computer and you have it on the cloud, you will not yeah. see your pictures every day. You just won't. Yeah, it, it, exactly. I mean, I'll give you a little example. Our son um, had a phone and he had all these pictures of when we went over to Rome and, you know, they were cherished memories. But then his phone packed up, but he made the big, big thing of not backing up his images. And I said, look, son, if you would have printed them and then you've got a tangible thing that you wouldn't have lost all those memories. So those, those memories are now gone because he didn't, wasn't prude enough. I mean, I've always saying to our children, make sure you back up your images. But if you've got print forms, then they're safe. Yes, obviously, you've got to be careful with the way you actually... Um, uh, store prints they've got to be stored correctly but they should last you hundreds well 150 years you know that's the way i see it something tangible i want to see something tangible that our clients can basically show their children their grandchildren you know are they going to be able to say that with a usb stick no i don't think they can but that's just my way of thinking ben Sure. I, you know, as I think more about this, I, I feel like too, and this is now we're going to just start going down different rabbit trails here, Kevin. Uh, I feel like the, um, printing your images too, apart from, um, longevity and apart from preserving them, like it also, I think is a reflection of self-worth. Yeah. I think that so many people don't print photographs of themselves. Yes. Yeah. Uh, like, because they, they, they don't value themselves enough. Like it, yes, it costs money. You're creating something real. It's a luxury product yeah. and you're putting yourself out there on the wall for everyone to see. And I think it's, I think it really is a reflection of, uh, value and self value in, uh, in our society and how I think it's a testament to how much we actually struggle yeah. with this. Um, uh, but for me, like I think so often the light bulbs start going off when you start having kids because yeah. yeah. you want your children <laughs> 
to have that confidence that so often yeah. we lack as individuals. We want our kids to see themselves and to love themselves and uh, and to have what we don't have. And so we take our yeah. pictures of our children and I hope that you put them on your wall because when your kids see themselves yeah. growing up in your own home, on your wall, they know that they are exactly. loved, they know that they are valued. Ex- and I, I just, I, I, um, I'm trying to figure this out, Kevin. I'm trying to crack this code a little bit and encourage people, um, to cr- like. I think we need to be putting yeah. portraits of ourselves up, uh, if only because it'll help us to, um, to to come to value, yeah. love, and accept who we are as individuals. Maybe we're again, we're yeah, going no, off on a big tangent here, but I think it's such a testament to yeah. where we're at. I mean, it's funny. like in our front room. I mean, our daughter loves looking at pictures of herself when she's little to see where she's come from when she was three years old, and then the transition of going through primary school, secondary school, then to um, uh, A levels in college, and now she's at a uh, university. But we've got a pictorial record in all print form of all her stages of life, and it's like our son you know when he was little there's literally physical evidence of prints yeah I'm in a real fortunate position because I'm a photographer that I'm able to print uh, images via Loxley or whoever and everything like that so I am in a fortunate position but I am a great believer that prints should be printed but in saying that in bringing it into our business we're finding that people are listening to us now and our sales have gradually gone up and also, um, and this is a great relationship between Loxley's Fundy and us because we're showing people tangible products on albums and say, look, guys, this is how your pictures can look. And Because when they initially come in to see us, basically they say, oh, we only want a USB. And I say, well, that, yeah, that's absolutely fine. But let's, let's show you pictures. Yeah, let's show you albums. And they say, oh, yeah, that's really cool. And we find that from actually wanting a USB, it's like the couple that came in to pick their album up today. They literally came in with a USB option only, but they walked out with um, uh, an album a nice album and two parent books as well and so originally USB stick to something tangible that they can take away with them and they literally flew over from Dubai literally to their wedding album out Ben that's incredible I love that it really is it really is powerful uh yeah, my word. And this is something too that it's, a, it's yeah. a differentiator, right? This is something that will separate yourself from other photographers. The fact that at the end of the experience, they have something that's real that they get to hold as weight that they get to place out and remember from this entire thing. Um, it's it's a it's a pretty exciting thing to be able to do. It is, and I mean the 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 groom actually basically hit on that today because when he was looking through the albums, he was saying, "Oh my God!" He said, "I can't believe the quality. They look so much better in print form to when we've looked them um, on on the web." And I thought, "Oh, that's music to my ears." He said, "Oh, I'm so glad we bought this." <laughs> and so, I mean, I said, "Can I have that in writing, please, yeah. so yeah. I can put it on my <laughs> website?" Awesome. I totally agree. It's one of those things where, like, <laughs> this is why. It's so yeah. Uh, Kevin, when clients come in to see their pictures with us, we actually print out a good, I mean, it's not a lot, but it's about 25 images. We print them out on 11 by 14s, madam. And yeah, them. yeah. And so the very first time clients come oh, in wow. for their, to see their wedding pictures, to receive them, they haven't seen anything yet. They're walking into a room with 25 matted framed images on the wall. And oh, you, wow. you better believe, Kevin, that it changes everything. Like it just yeah, it makes yeah. – it makes the images better. 
It makes them memorable. Well, it is. It is. It's, a, it's the power of a print. It creates emotion. They relive their day. I mean, when they were looking through their album today, you know, they, they literally... Uh, relived their day and she, the bride literally had a tear in her eye and she said oh that brings back so many happy memories and I thought job done yep. you know th- you, you can't buy that kind of reaction from a bride and groom yep. so I'm a great believer in prints prints and more prints absolutely and now with like and this hasn't always been easy but with like Fundy making it this easy to actually design something to yeah. show clients what it will look like both albums and wall art like this is what it'll look like to scale in your room above the couch like I yeah. love when our clients come in I ask them take a picture uh, just grab yourself and grab yeah. your iPhone grab a picture daylight if possible of, of a room in your house that you would love to see some of your wedding pictures in and bring that in with you and we have them bring it in uh, and we can actually mock up right there with them I know that is a phenomenal thing that Fundy have done. I mean, when I first got introduced to Fundy, I mean, it was only uh, last year, would you believe, Ben? And I thought, where has this software been all my life? And it literally transforms uh, the way we're thinking about album designs. I mean, the auto designer for one, the way you can literally upload to the um, online gallery, the proofer. People can basically uh, make comments on there. They can make changes. But I think the biggest selling point which you've just uh, alluded to is um, that where they can literally bring a picture of their front room and you can say hey guys this is what your pictures will look on the wall and they're, they're literally blown away by it they say oh my god that looks amazing and they say oh can we just have another one either side so basically it's a great selling tool yes you are selling the power of print images on the wall but also it does help you with upsells as well ben Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And why, and why not? Why not? Like, I feel like this is where we get into the conversation of, of sales and, and, and kind of the negative feelings that go with it. But if you believe that print is the Mm. best thing for your clients, if you believe that it will better their life, if you believe that it will increase their memory and it will serve them over the years, then yes, sell the hell out of that. Like I want people to have that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I mean, not everyone who's possibly listening is going to say, oh, no, I'll just sell USB. This is what works for us, Ben. You know, our sales have literally gone up since we've been using that software. The clients absolutely love the, the online gallery, the, the proofer, and it just helps us selling images. And that's what our job is, is surely selling images, selling what we do, and basically recreating and keeping alive memories forever, hopefully. Amen. I love it. I absolutely love it. Kevin, uh, I guess at some point we have to stop talking about this stuff. So uh, <laughs> where, where can people find out more uh, about you, Kevin, online? Where can they find you on social media? See more of your work, see what you're up to, track your progress. Yeah, I mean, I've got um, a, a website, which is www.pengeli-photography.co.uk. I've got a Facebook page as well. If you just search for Pengeli Photography, that will come up. I've got an Instagram account as well and also a Twitter feed. So basically all those that they can look at me. Basically what I'm finding is my Instagram account is growing rapidly and I'm seeing a really, I mean, we've actually just got our first booking from Instagram and Facebook. So, and they hadn't even come to see us. They just say, hey guys, we love your work. Can we book you? Don't you want to come out to see us? No, we've seen enough. So where do we sign? So they're doing the jobs for that. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Maybe we'll, we'll have you back on and have a few more of those conversations for how that's Yeah, I would love to. Kevin, thank you so much for being here, for having these conversations with me. I really appreciate you. Absolute pleasure, Ben. And thank you very much for having me. Yes. Bye, Kevin. Thank you very much indeed. Bye-bye now. 
podcast listeners, thank you so much for tuning in all the way through this episode. I know, look, uh, Kevin was all the way out in the UK and I'm here in, in Columbus, Ohio. And so I hope you were able to bear through any of the little audio uh, nuance glitches that you may have experienced. But you guys, I think this is such a great conversation to learn from someone who has gone before and, and done excellence uh, with their wedding photography. You guys, please, again, uh, don't forget, head over to Instagram, follow me at jbenhartley, the letter J. That's actually my name. Side note, the letter J, Ben Hartley on Instagram. Shoot me a DM. Let me know what you think of the podcast and let me know of any guests that you would love to see on the show. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you on the next episode of the Six Figure Photography Podcast or over on Instagram, J. Ben Hartley in the DM. See you guys there.